Welcome to The Hunter's Home, a Monster Hunter community podcast for hunters by hunters. Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunter's Hub, Episode 18. Um, today, we're going to talk about the story in Monster Hunter World, and today it's just the co-hosts, Loberin. Welcome. Hello. And Ariel. What's up, guys? Well, I'm excited to talk about this. I think this is one of the more uh, different things that we'll have to talk about in Monster Hunter for a while, considering it's not had you know, such a focus on story before. Right. In previous games, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely there in four ultimate. Um, and I think it was along the same caliber. It just wasn't so upfront. I, I felt like the score guided you a lot more. This one previously, it was still, you know, your hunter rank that kind of guided you forward. And then once you reached a certain rank, the story would be like, okay, quick, take over for a second. And then it would just kind of release you. This one, the hunter rank took you through, or your story took you through the game. Right, yeah. So, I guess we'll uh, just start off with uh, each of our thoughts on the story. Um, so, Ariel, how, how do you feel about it? Uh, you can go into general or certain parts or whatever you want to do. Uh, sure. I, I think that ultimately this story is an improvement on, on any games, except for, like you said, for you, which was. Um, maybe just a shade below this, but, mm-hmm. but ultimately I think they, they put so much effort and care into, you know, all the other 95% of the game that they really just don't, they, they you just don't see that effort in the story. And I think that's okay, especially for veterans who, who know what the game is. Um, I, I think the story's fine in this game. I think there still can be major improvements made, even... With the notion, even with knowing that the sh- the game is meant for you know the end game grind is really what we play for, I think that if they had decided to make a better story, um, that could be it would be much more inviting to casual fans that might, and and you can in turn increase the fan base. So I, I guess to some, I mean it's fine. I would just I, I hope that moving forward, they just do a better job of giving us more. Uh, I want more. I want something, want more substance behind it. Sure. I understand that. Um, Lobo, how do you feel about it? I think they did, thought they did a pretty good job improving on the storyline aspect. Mostly in keeping it actually tied to the game mechanics in the game in general. Because um, generally it was just kind of a storyline that was happening off to the side while you're playing the game. You know, like, oh, it just happens to be going to where I'm going. And this time, hmm. uh, the story actually explained why you're unlocking new areas and explained why the monsters get harder at high rank and then get harder after you're done with the storyline. And 
to kind of explain some of the game mechanic aspects of like, okay, so why are they just showing it now? Like, why did the stronger monsters show up right at the very beginning of the game? So, I thought they so, were in, trying to integrate it a lot more than previously. So, quick question here. How did they explain the high rank monsters? I missed that, because I still click through the story. <laughs> um, I, I, I could be a little bit wrong here, but I seem to remember that uh, basically when Zora Magros came in and uh, Zora, when, when you you know beat up Zora Magros, part of what happened was that it stirred up the, the island a bit, a bit more, and so it got everything re-agitated again. So all, all the older monsters that were just kind of hiding came out more. The elder's recess popped open, and all the things that were chilling there started coming out more. So oh, okay, it was just a lot of uh, things were fine, and then big problem happened, and now we have to deal with. Because everything's got stirred up, right? Um, well, for me personally, I'm not a big fan of stories in video games because mm-hmm. a lot of times their actual execution is pretty bad. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, just for context, my favorite story in any video game ever is Doom 2016, mm-hmm. and that's because it's a story of you playing the game, right? There is a couple of cutscenes that sort of tell you what's going on with a little bit of exposition here and there, but you get the story of the character and who you're playing through lore tidbits that you're, if you're willing to read it, which is fine. I don't, I think that's kind of weak when they make you read a bunch of stuff off the game. Um, but it at least gives some flavor, but what you see more is through the, the character's actions and how he does things. And they show that very well in the doom intro. Oh yeah. The, the the tutorial level, if you guys have ever played that. Um, So that said, this story in monster hunter world is not uh, to me, an interesting way to tell a story in monster hunter. Um, The story itself, the plot is totally fine. I've got very little issues with it. Um, some of the fights that are tied in with it, uh, as usual, the big, for some reason, like we'll say mid boss that is, uh, Zora Magdaros, which, uh, by, by the way, I forgot to mention this in the beginning. This is going to be entirely spoilery. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, so Zora Magdaros is sort of like the, the Leo Shun Long, the, uh, Gen Moran, the Daren Moran, you know, right. all these sort of mid-tier gigantic bosses that Monster Hunter has always had. Um, it's fine. It's kind of a boring and confusing fight at times. It's like if I feel like if you do too well at Zora Magdaros, you kind of stuck doing nothing for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I think that's why they yeah. put all the extra breakable parts of the mining bits so that way you don't get bored if you're just waiting. Yeah, um, but in general, I think the plot is good. I think it's a good way to sort of show off how focused they are on the monster ecology. Um, I just don't think the execution is right for a video game. Watching a cutscene of someone do something and you not being able to do it isn't fun. Right, You're, right. you're here to do it, not watch yeah. it. That's why I like that most of the cutscenes involving monsters ended with all right, and now uh, the camera pans back, and you're fighting it. Good luck, bye. 
Right. Yeah. No, I, I actually enjoy the monster intros quite a lot. Um, they are really good callbacks to the original monster ecologies. Uh, especially uh, the turf war that you see between the two Diablos when they lock horns. That, that's that been in Monster Hunter 1's ecology for Diablos since day one. Yeah. I, I, geek, I geeked out, to, uh, out about that hard. I was like, yes, <laughs> I get to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what uh, essentially, I think the story is just, it's, we, it's weird to say, it's good, but it's not meant for a video game. They didn't make it for a video game. Yeah. Is, is, does that make sense? It's, like, I see what you yeah. mean. It's a story with gameplay inter- gameplay interspersed throughout versus a video game with story spaced out. Right. So, um, with, with, uh, with that said, um, uh, the general community thoughts that we've heard around, around, I don't have a lot of context for that. So I've been kind of in the dark, just sort of like playing the game and not doing a lot of outside contact. aside from a few podcasts. Uh, what have you guys heard? Well, I know the general community hates the handler, which is kind of sad because I, I understand her now that I've beaten the game. Like kind of where she's coming from. Hmm. Um, I from what I I get, I initially people did not like the nature of the story, and like like you're saying, it's not a, like a great video game story. And to be fair, the game play and and the format of the game doesn't lend itself to a good story mode. Um, essentially, you're just uh-huh. going up to a board saying, "I'll do this, and you do it," right? And that is the reason why we love to play and and and. And that doesn't lend itself to, to good story, but I right. think most people have noticed that, picked up on it, and really just forgiven it. They're just like, "Oh, the, the main purpose of this game, like we all, we veterans know, for lack of a better word, veterans know, is is eventually to to farm the monsters, and 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 the reason why this game is popular is the difficulty and the fact that if you do it over and over again, things like that. So, from what I I've talk to some people who who just hopped on this game and, and couldn't even get into past games they that is their kind of general consensus that it's like oh okay the, the story's not great but that's not what this game is about right and i and and i just i i don't i think with the this, this current gen and with it coming to pc and now the resources i, I think this is the last game where they get a quote-unquote pass for that, uh-huh. I think with the the now mainstream audience that they have gained, and it's clear because if you go on like Twitch, this is in the top ten now of, of really? games uh-huh. being viewed. Yeah, I, I think I think that's yeah, the it's it's held out. It, it it averages maybe 150k on a weekday uh, viewers or not 150k. Sorry, um, I forget what the number is. 150k was like the top thing, <laughs> uh, but it, uh-huh. it does have a lot of viewers. So. This has this has good community support. This has good number support. It's like the the highest selling Capcom game or something. It's like the highest selling console game in Japan of all time. Uh, there's no ex- there's no excuse now to to not have more resources put into it, and I hope that doesn't lead down a path of say microtransactions. But but I I would very much like a better story incorporating, um, like missions and monsters and unique monster combinations right. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, 
I think from what little I, I heard from a, a podcast, they've all sort of said the same thing that you're saying. It's like, it's not about the story. Um, I don't think I've seen anyone say, I wish they didn't put in the story. I just seen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people say it, it's, it's, it's there. You know, it's harmless, I guess. Um, which I don't know. I would disagree with it being harmless in some cases, uh, especially the whole can't play with your friends because you got to watch the cutscene. That's thing. incredibly frustrating. Yeah, the, the the story interjected more than it previously did, which I get is a little bit of a holdover from the whole. There's no such thing as gathering call quests versus single player quests. Right. Yeah. But which is a huge improvement. Yeah, it's a cool. Honestly. It's a cool change. But at the same time, you know, now that they've done it once, I expect the next one to have highly fixed that. Right. I mean, you, you look at something like the first Destiny and how the story for that initial game, I don't know if you guys played it. Vanilla do, Vanilla yeah. Destiny, the, the story was, uh, first of all, barely existent. Second of all, when it did, when it was there, it, it made no sense whatsoever. And eventually they they fixed it with um, the Taken King expansion, and then they and then Destiny Two has been an unmitigated disaster. But the story is one of the small bright spots in it. Um, and mm-hmm. now the the execution of that wasn't great, but in theory it's a good story. Um, on paper, on, on paper, right? On paper, it's a good story. They tried. It's it's loads better than anything we've gotten in Monster Hunter, and I think. Monster Hunter can the, the franchise can behoove itself to take lessons from things like that uh, to improve. Now, thankfully, this this game has never been about story. The fans know that, so they get backlash like Destiny did. But um, you know, you know, like Reddit, like the circle jerk is strong, and eventually, it they might they might receive backlash. Right. Yeah, I I think um, if they had. Uh, well, I, I'll save that because we, we have a section of our thoughts on improvements. But um, in general, I think a lot of people have just sort of, eh, it's another video game story, which I think is just a problem with video games in general. Yeah, I agree. It's like a, a, like a lot of people are like, oh, I love story in video games. And I think uh, I think the correct word is they love plots. I, I don't think... I don't think there's been a lot of games you can truly say that have not that have had a great story that have been entirely fun to play, in my opinion. Now, granted, that's just my opinion, but uh, I mean, some of the games that I love for their story in quotations is like Final Fantasy games, and I wouldn't consider them paragons of gameplay. Right. I agree. Uh, yeah. It's just it, it's it's a. Uh, it's kind of a weird, a kind of a weird metric for a game, uh, for story because it's not, games need to have stories. There, it's good to have context to what you're doing in the game, but I don't think anyone has really figured that out entirely yet. Um, and I think that if they had done something more akin to, uh, and and sorry for the comparison. Dark Souls, mm. where it's more uh, subtle, implied. But there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would have been better. But yeah, I just it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird spot. Um, but all of that aside, 
that's not unexpected in video games in general. It just for me, generally, I just I see a, you know people talking about the story in a video game, and I'm immediately like, well, okay. I mean, I'm glad that you enjoyed that, but it's a zero factor to me anymore. And that's not just with Monster Hunter; that's a lot of games. Yeah. I do want to point out. I do think they're going to continue moving towards implementing more story, mostly based on oh, the yeah. fact that they got they got pretty big name uh, voice actors into this one. As much as some people don't like certain voice actors, I think they did a pretty good job. Because I tried out, uh, I, I tried out the Japanese audio, I tried out the English audio, and the awesome option of having the Monster Hunter, uh, <laughs> yeah. the voice, and each of them did a pretty good job. Specifically, obviously Matthew Mercer came in for the English version for two different characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of my friends who who care about Overwatch. We're really excited about Matthew Mercer because Matthew Mercer voices uh, McCree. McCree. I was oh. going to say High Noon. Yep. Um, so uh, McCree is like one of the more iconic voices in that game. Also, uh, uh, Torbjorn's voice actor is also Monster Hunter on the English dub. And Reinhardt. Really? Okay, I didn't know that one. Oh. Yeah, um, I don't know their name specifically, but I mean, just my uh, my friend H. I've talked about him a couple times. He's our heavy bow gunner um he is very into just like talking about the voice acting and that kind of stuff um i do think you're uh it's it's they've got some really big names for these voice acting and they did a, a good job with that i think uh my only my 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 concern is I kind of don't want them to sort of try the same thing next time with the story. I want them to try something new. I agree. But yeah. Yeah. Um, because what this was, this story, is very similar to how they did it in 4 Ultimate. It's just got more to it. It's more in your face. And I think the correct way wasn't to do that. Even though... The story is what brought in a lot of people to this game. It's kind of a weird conundrum. A story is like what a lot of gamers focus on. And while, in my personal opinion, because almost no one gets it right, it's a zero-sum game, this was super important to the general public. I mean, I did actually get one of my friends into the game because I told him he was always interested in the past, but he was said it was always boring not having anything going on instead of just like all you do is about monsters. Is how he phrased it, and I told him this time I was like, "Hey, they have a story this time," and I actually did get him interested in playing it. Yeah, so it's, it's neat seeing the changes and they're actually going in and actually having an effect on how many people decide to pick it up. Right. So, so uh, I guess from here, how how do they fix this? How do they do this, Ariel? Uh, this, I mean, this is tough because. Um... Like we said, the, the pure nature of the game is you go up to the board, you say, I want to do this, and you fight him. Um, I think one of the major things you can do is um, for for single-player modes, uh, maybe have an NPC. I don't know how mm-hmm. well people would react to that. Maybe you can have an option to disable him, but not like... It's like you have your Palico, you have an NPC, and you have his Palico. And the NPC can be talking to you during the fight, be explaining things to you... Um, 
be like imagine what's his name the uh the hunter with the long sword um the hunter the old hunter they have no names but (laughs) huntsman sorry yeah right imagine if he had like or or the the ace like ace up and comer whatever his name is if these yeah, guys he's totally not from four you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if these guys can go in the hunts with you and, and explain things, right? If if your hand, you know, people don't like the handler, but if if your handler had more of a more of something to do, more something to say, um, it it allows you to connect with the monsters more. And I think I think that's one of the issues with the game. That's how you can expand the story. I think is to really let you know the monsters and not just know. <laughs> You know what the monsters can do to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think is one of the things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, comment about the handler. I actually like her. Um, I was super critical about the handler in the beginning. I was like, I don't want her following me and bugging me and that kind of stuff. But she's her own character. She has personality, and I yeah. think it's kind of cool. Dude, um, go ahead. No, oh, it's cool. I do kind of agree that it'd be nice for them to be able to have a more active role with your hunt in terms of. You know, instead of just being, oh, watch out, and then shot him from the sidelines or something. Um, yeah. And one of my biggest disappointments in this, I know it would be very hard to program an AI to fight monsters. But I mean, my biggest game problem does was, it. Yeah. My problem was the Huntsman. When, big spoiler, <laughs> you unlock the three uh, the three elders at the end, and Kostra's there, and he's like, yes, well, finally, we'll relive this battle and have, you know, this, I'm looking forward to this. And you show up, and he just—he never shows up. Like he never—he's yeah. a talking bubble. He showed up, and then after you beat him, he's like, oh, "I've never witnessed such a great battle." And he's like panting, and it's like, "You didn't do anything, buddy. <laughs> like, you were yeah. built up as this really cool badass hunter, and I didn't see anything." Well, I mean, he did fight off the Nergigante that one time. I yeah, I guess he attacked it once. <laughs> And then it fled, you know, which is what Nergigante does in the beginning. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's just like one of those, I do wish they kind of showed more of the characters in the world. Um, mm. But I know that's one of those hard to do gameplay and story separation things. Um, as for the cutscenes, you know, how we were mentioning, you know, somebody has to watch a cutscene before their friends join in. I'm not quite sure why they couldn't just have it like you like the old games where example that happened to Dalamador and for you a lot. If you had never seen it before, you will get the cutscene and everybody else skips it, but you're kind of required to watch it the first time. Right. But other people are still allowed to be in your game. They're just standing around waiting or you're immortal while all this is going on. And then once your cutscene's done, you join in with the rest of the group. And here's the crazy thing. They were all in the cutscenes. All of the hunters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. You had the three other people with you. Uh, the 3DS had four had yeah, four person right. cutscenes working just fine. Um, if you I mean you mentioned the Dalamador uh, Dala, Dala or, or however you say yep. it, um, um, the giant D snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you uh, if you notice, your character is always the front and center sort of like focus of the cutscene. And then, like, Hunter 2 is in this position, and Hunter 3 is in this position, and Hunter 4 is in this position, and they're all reacting and doing different things. Now, granted, it's kind of canned doing that, but what cutscene isn't already canned? 
it's like you know like the only thing that changes in the cutscene is what armor you're wearing if you want it to you can yeah i say you, you can go back and rewatch it anyway right with, if you if you only want to be just you you can go back and rewatch it with just you and you can watch it in a better set of armor to make it more cinematic <laughs> yeah like i know i'm gonna eventually make a silly set that's got like the cat helmet and just try to make my character look as ridiculous as possible so i can go back and record <laughs> those uh cutscenes again yeah i want the yeah i, w- I want the um the kieran helmet just for that purpose <laughs> the male kieran <laughs> helmet oh yeah yeah yeah, that's that's <laughs> it's kind of funny because like you know everyone so focuses on the the female Karen for like fan service. The male Karen is just as crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a stud muffin Mackenzie here on the Karen armor. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, you had mentioned Twitch, yeah. and I was just checking it real fast. Yeah, as yeah. of right now, there's. Eight like nine, uh, eight and a half thousand people watching Monster Hunter World on Twitch, and that's that's really low to what I've seen, uh, like at times. But it's also Monday night. You yeah, know? That's, that's what I'm saying. Is in the top persons as some HR hundred and ten person hunting. Oh, so sheesh. yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool seeing, and he's got I, quite a few people watching. I saw an HR two hundred person wow. a couple days ago, and I was like, that's. No, that's not real. <laughs> like I, I straight up didn't believe it. But uh, I mean, playing with other people. Um, so I, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I've been after even after hitting my fifty guild cards for the trophies, I've still been collecting them when I can. I've been doing less flares and that kind of stuff. But I'm up to sixty three, and the highest one that I've seen on my guild card list. Because if you just go look at them, it'll update their hunter rank. Oh really? Um and huh. yeah, so if you look at mine, which I mean the last time you probably looked at mine, Lobo, I was like when we played. <laughs> probably what fifty fifty something well, maybe maybe higher. But I mean I'm up to eighty two right now. Um and if you just look at me on the guilt card, it'll update to eighty two. And whatever I changed it to and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So if yeah, if you ever just want to see how far people have got, just go look at the guild card you've got got from them. That's kind of cool. But yeah, one person updated to 143, I think. Jeez. Yeah, playing a lot more than me, and I have 220 hours in now. I think I'm sitting um, five ish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's for me. It's been the crown farming recently, just grinding out those kuliakus. <laughs> Oh man, I, I I I literally did a fight with Kuliaki with my eyes closed. I walked into the kitchen helping my daughter do something <laughs> while just mashing R two and circle and triangle, and I still won. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> not a not exactly uh the scourge of the sky is the Kuliaku. Yeah. Uh. So, um, what I think that that uh just games in general need to do better is more care about what you do as a player in the story um now some games get into this with like decision trees and that kind of stuff and that's that's what a lot of appeal of like the mass effect series has it's like your actions matter right it's like well i mean your actions as in which dialogue option you chose that was kind of obscure and you don't really know what's going to happen but yes (laughs) Um, i can see an imaginary choice that actually would matter in the monster world 
if if you wanted to make mm-hmm. such a branching world, have it be like let's just use an example of uh, generations where they had four villages, and then just have mm-hmm. like three different elder dragons show up and be like, all right, you have to pick which one you go after first, and you know, well, you only really have time to hunt three, so the one that you leave out, that village is gone, like it got wiped out. Well, that's intense. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like to see some sort of way that Monster Hunter more incorporates what you're doing in your general play as a hunter more so than this scripted story. Yeah. So, because really, what this kind of storytelling misses is the fact of you playing the game, right? It's like yes, the story. The story doesn't matter whether you how you completed the hunt as long as you completed it. And it doesn't really show you anything other than an introduction to the hunt. That success, there's one success cutscene, which is the end. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, you did it. You're amazing. And it's kind of a cheesy end, but I mean, I don't know. I liked it. It was like, of course we're going to stay here and keep hunting. It was just like a sort of like a, Hey, we know you guys are going to still keep playing after the story. Wink, wink. Like, uh, yeah, especially since say there's still three more assigned quests after the story and yeah um i mean in in universe they give the reason why we hunt is the whole you know we hunt because if we didn't the villages would get overrun and there's a reason there's mm-hmm. only villages and not giant cities is because giant cities tend to get destroyed quite frequently mm-hmm. so i'd like to see that reflected of oh maybe a village actually does get destroyed or Maybe if you're slacking off on your hunting duties, stuff starts, you know, bad stuff starts happening. Right. Or even even if it's a very cliche, hey, I'm the kid of a village that was destroyed by the Nergigante, right? Like, yeah, that is, you know, if it's a classic anime, you know, I'm I'm the survivor. I'm getting revenge on this monster. Like, that's still something as derivative as it is, something we can latch on to uh, as a fan base. That is something that, mm-hmm. by the way, that did kind of bug me, is they kept hinting at, like, oh, Hunter, why'd you come to the real world? Oh, you can't talk? Oh, I guess we'll never find out. Like, <laughs> give me, like, a three-choice option of, I came here to fight things, I came here because I hate monsters, or I came here because I'm a criminal and <laughs> had no other option. You know, something. Yeah. I think or that there us. is a lot to be done. <laughs> yeah. A lot to be done for your hunter to have more than a stock personality right. of the silent protagonist, um, which eh, it's it's fine, I guess. Like I, I, but that's that's the again that brings me back to the whole disconnect of how they do things, and you know, and the, I kind of feel like they went for like the most mainstream way to tell a story, and it didn't sit well with me. I agree personally. Yeah. It's. Um, so I mentioned I love Doom for the, how they execute the story, but the plot itself is just sort of eh. It's not like the greatest story in the world, but it, in my opinion, it's the best for a game because they actually care about them. But even then, you don't really control those actions. It just sort of shows you like this is probably what you're going to be doing when you're playing. So we're just going to make a cutscene that would basically be if you could punch the crap of that com- com- computer monitor, you would, and you do. <laughs> I do kind of. So I do kind of want to point out when you mentioned like they don't. It's not a great story. 
Yeah, they try to tell you the story at the very beginning of the game, and your character punches a computer monitor and ignores the storyline. <laughs> exactly, but that that's what I'm saying. Like, for a video game, it knows the kind of game it is and what it wants to do, and it's like, let's just wreck stuff, right? And then that's kind of how they portray the character. It's great, and it tells it through gameplay. It continues that thing when you're playing, right? You, I mean, the Doom guy doesn't have to bend an impa over backwards and knock off its head with a punch. He doesn't have to, right? He has a gun, yeah. but he's going to do it because he loves doing it, right? And that sort of execution of how the character is sort of tied in with the gameplay is more along the lines of what I want to see. Um, and another series that I like the lore and the, and the plot a lot is the Diablo series where... You know, the actual execution of the story, especially in Diablo 3, is a little weak. Um, but when you get into the whole, like, overarching world and how everything is and how things came to be of Diablo, it's one of the most interesting things. I mean, I won't go into it. It's huge. But um, I want to see that happen more with Monster Hunter because, as some people don't know, there is an overarching, like, big world of Monster Hunter. Right. Yeah. And us us have fans have tried to put it together through like, OK, so this game takes place on this continent and this game takes place here. So we're trying to sort of map it through where the monsters live and how they interact and that kind of thing. Um, and it's just like it it was a good attempt to explain this one place where elder dragons go to die. I mean, it was not bad uh of of an idea of like this is basically the elephant graveyard <laughs> yeah. yeah but um and it you know it leaves for the that giant dilameter that is the rotten veil right um the elder recess is basically the birthing pod for Z- uh, Zinajiva, right it's this giant place that has sort of been storing energy and that's why all you know, the other elders are attracted to it as it's got a ton of energy because Xenojiva is like incubating, I guess. So it's it's not that it's bad, but it's sort of like this disconnected and disjointed thing from all the other monster hunters, which is kind of what all the monster hunters have done, and it's kind of hard to put all the pieces together. Because, I, I mean, it's been hinted at through weapons and descriptions and that kind of stuff that this is not how Monster Hunter's world used to be. It was an all-out war between technologically advanced humans and dragons. Hmm. And it's uh, we're now in the dystopian future where both sides have basically knocked each other back to the, the Bronze Age. Um, oh yeah, like the, yeah, uh, the Generations did that with dragon. the uh, Lost stuff too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I totally forgot yeah, about so, that. Yeah, those are canon to there is old technology so they hint at it monster hunter one i think the most which is kind of weird because it's like one of the most opaque stories you have it's literally just read the quest descriptions didn't Um, they have a wasn't there a map that was like just a big ass like forgotten castle uh later on yes okay um not in the original game to my knowledge um there was sort of like a fort that you fought Fatalis in, but I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, that was like, a, <clears throat> sorry, a constructed fort that wasn't like some forgotten thing. Yeah. Um, where, where I'm talking about is the Gunlance, actually. Yeah. So the Gunlance is not a developed technology by 
hunters of that age, the gun lance is one of the old technologies that they rediscovered. Oh. They dug it up. Hmm. Uh, and one of those technologies, in quotations, that they have never rediscovered is the gun hammer. The dead revolver, if you guys have seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the uh, the fire revolver. That's the fire hammer. Yeah, so, like, that was possibly going to be a whole nother hammer line, and they, I guess they went with hunting horn for design reasons instead, which is fine. Um, but you, those, um, it was the lance that was called the Undertaker, which became a gun lance. Huh. If I don't remember. I'll go check that out. But yeah, they they hint at, in the weapon descriptions, this was dug up, right? Uh, the Undertaker was one of the rusted lances, and you had to improve it and improve it and improve oh, yeah. it. Right. And it's a, it's a lance from the old world when, you know, the humans and the Wyverians were technologically advanced and not in the essential Bronze Age. Side note, I'm kind of glad, though, that's, that's a dead mechanic. All <laughs> oh, the 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 dusting off yeah, weapon stuff. Here's a weapon. Better go get forty earth crystals. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit weird. Ninety nine to improve it farther. Yeah. Um. So like, I there's there's definitely things in the Monster Hunter world, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. Uh. Oh, that can. Goodness. <laughs> nice cinema sense <laughs> um but uh this whole world that uh that exists and we sort of get like slices here and there and we haven't really got a lot to piece together in fact most of the stuff we hear about the the history is through the art books that they release uh and that kind of thing the outside of games thing um by no means am I disappointed with what they did in this story. I think it is really cool to have this sort of dragon graveyard, but I just, I don't know. I want them to matter the fact that I've killed 99 Kuliakus. And and someone walk in and be like, why do you hate that bird? <laughs> Everyone likes it. <laughs> I do. Or like the more you hunt it, the more and more dangerous thing comes around because it was actually keeping something else worse away. Right. Yeah, it's it's like uh yeah, you could like uh, unbalance the you call it, uh, the ecosystem. I could I could see it. that would be kind of cool, We're, but like yeah, it, since we do kind of just, have an ecosystem now, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I I'm a little disappointed by some of the things in that ecosystem still. Um just because I I know the the ideas are there still, but it's just not it's not all the way realized yet there's still things that don't make sense to me yeah it's like the, the the lack of turf wars for a lot of monsters it's like okay so no one cares that uh uh what is it um i don't the other one i've killed a ton of chameleon thing the, okay. the one not yeah puke puke the one bird wyvern that's not a raptor <laughs> um him like no one has a turf war with him really i've never seen one have you guys i i think of it i haven't i'm more upset that nobody has a turf war with Basil. yeah and basil geese i mean you think somebody would like, like jump up and smash him out of the air or something <laughs> he's prime material for a turf war he's everywhere and he's just not there 
So, I don't know. Maybe that comes in later updates. Cross my fingers. Glory <laughs> World's Ultimate. <laughs> um, I one of the things I was just thinking of. I think it'd be really cool if um, we were talking about uh, what was the, oh, like uh, Mass Effect, right? And 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 story trees. Uh, if if hey, let's say if you captured if you captured a wrath, right? Um, a Rathian and you killed the Rathalos, then the pink pink Rathian quest can appear or something like that. like special ways through just the story ones where it, it changes the path um to how you get to the final story missions oh. and while you could go back and catch up eventually right uh through optionals maybe through yeah. optionals later on in the story maybe the way you kill and cap and do certain things changes the way your story and the resources available for the first for low rank or something like that or for the first when you first get the high rank, those change, and so it it really it, it almost handcuffs you and forces you to do certain things through the choices you made in the story. So like if you killed the low rank Rathalos and kept and captured the the high rank the low rank Rathian or something, that way the high rank one will end up being an Azure Rathalos or something something like that, uh, which okay. completely changes like you know a mass effect type thing. And, and there's a lot of workshopping to do with that idea, but I think it's, you know, it's something to change it up. One that I thought yeah. would be kind of neat as well is, um, the difference between capturing and killing monsters right now isn't much other than I get more of a thing and it shows up a place. They could have had it, or at least I hope and maybe in the future, they could improve this with the story for the next game. The more you capture, the more it actually helps out the research team. But the more you kill, the more you can like benefit from, like more, maybe an improvement at the smithy or an improvement at uh, your farm or something like that. So it ends up becoming kind of a uh, a balancing act of like, okay, well, I'd like to kill the monsters, but the research team really hates me killing the monsters. Or if I capture right. it, you know, then the villager, the village elder is more upset because I didn't eliminate the monster. Something like that, where it, it'll tie in with the story. But it also is a very gameplay-specific choice, and it doesn't really hinder you either way, but it at least enhances the world. Well, there is there is definitely advantages to capturing now over killing. Oh, right, right. Um, now. <laughs> uh, you get more resource points, which, I mean, to some people, that's that's a lot. With me at 45,000 resource points, <laughs> cause, um, it's negligible that the 50 extra you get, or 60 extra, whatever it is. Um, but then also that helps with your research levels better. Um, so if you're trying to get those nodes of research, um, it increases the more for capturing than it does for killing something. Um, but that doesn't compare to the thousands of tracks you pick up with the monster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's small things that sort of do that. Uh, one thing that I thought was really cool just like mechanic of the game is the investigations. I love investigations. That's if I can, that's what I do. I agree. Um, yeah. I think that could have been, I like how they pseudo integrated that into the story to sort of explain it when you're looking for the tracks and you're doing the special investigations for pink Rathian being the first notable one. Uh, and then the elders. And then um, eventually you kind of do it forever. <laughs> yeah, right, to find right. the tempered elders uh, 
which actually I think is kind of cool because uh, what it kind of does is like, oh, okay, I need more tempered elder quests, which personally I don't. I think out of the, I have 50 registered investigations. I think at least 20 of them are tempered elders at this point that I just haven't done. <laughs> because what I do is I finish a quest, I go back to camp uh, instead of back to town. I go pick up that whatever blue marks I can and then go to town. It's not really, I mean, it's a couple extra loading screens, but hey, and when you're crown hunting, if you, the monster you're looking for is there, you can kill it. Story-wise, <laughs> it also makes sense to have the investigations be a thing, even the small right. investigations, because once you, like an optional quest, once you've delivered the egg or something, that person doesn't need you to go do the exact same thing again. So it makes it right. makes more sense to have, oh yeah, you finished my quest for me, thank you. And then now if you want to go hunt that monster you go out and do your own private investigation instead of doing it on behalf of the cook for the 50th time, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things that capturing also does, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording is, uh, uh, the optional quests that unlock through capturing, uh, you get to fight, uh, that monster in a special arena for an extra optional quest. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's okay. I don't, it's extra optional quests to do. And when you're like me and just sort of doing them to fill them out, which at this point I only have eight star left to do. Um, I've completed everything else. It's, it's a fun, different way to hunt a monster, but I mean, that's really just a brawl. You're not really hunting. You're just fighting it in an arena. Although using the dragonator is fun. (laughs) And the boulder, the boulder trap. It's neat using the dragonator on things that are much smaller than it was intended to be used for. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, I would say just in general, if they want to improve the story, I think that a, they need to fix the whole locking out your friends for a cutscene thing. Yes. Yeah. That's baffling. That's not a hard fix guys. You pulled it off on a 3ds. You can do it on a PlayStation four and an Xbox. Even if they're forced to just wait on a waiting screen. I think that's fine. And then you could have them, you can have them be dropped in because you could be more like an SOS flare of like, oh yeah, they responded to you. Yeah. I, I think they can maybe find a way to do some sort of branching paths, like you were saying, Ariel. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, another one I thought, not I thought, but like, you were talking about the Monster Hunter art book or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I think that info, I think they should try to put it in the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really interesting to have an almost trading card-esque uh, system for the monsters because these monsters are so interesting and and now we have research centers so why don't we have you know literature on them um, you know pat like you know the, the, that guy on Reddit does the uh, ecology behind each monster or something like that um, and s- things like that should be existing in the game with the resources they have for making it. I haven't seen the the guy on Reddit unless you're talking about me who wrote an ecology on flying wyverns. Uh, well, I I think I read yours. Somebody else wrote it on like, did it was it you wrote it on the basil geese? Was that you? No. Oh, no, then no, somebody no, else I, I somebody else was writing it too, and that was really interesting. Um, huh. but like you know, there's there's little certain things and and uh, Destiny used to do this in the first game with grimoire score, and yeah. um. And that that's not a, a game where that that type of storytelling lends itself for success, but this is right. You have 
monsters and you have lands and you have hunters and and you know you can do legendary hunters each have their own card and monsters have their own card and monster relationships have their own cards so you know this is not a epic this is not an opera this is this is just information being relayed and and while it's not quote unquote story it is still a way for us to connect with the things that they have given us in this game through the game itself and not art books yeah I see mm-hmm. just kind of um it reminds me of uh in world of warcraft at one point in time there was these really cool little items uh they were just I think they also had this in Diablos. Random little letters. They didn't really... They weren't really any loot. They just kind of randomly showed up as a gray item or something. You could pick them up. And they had little story tidbits in them. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Something and we need to find, right? You, could just, that's you could just put it as a random quest reward every once in a while. Be like, hey, we found a thing. And you don't even have to put them in order. Um, I never... I was trying to collect the full set in Diablo. And I remember I had like there would be like page number 89 and then page number 30 or something like that. I don't know if they actually had them all in the game or not, but I would please hold on to them just because I thought they were neat. And you could have the same thing in Monster Hunter, just a big book and eventually you're finding pages throughout the world. Right. It'd be really cool if you are maybe tracking down a lost hunter and you're trying to find his book on this world that you've rediscovered that he was lost in or something like that. And that can tie into a story and a character and an NPC that we are introduced to early in the game that may have had some type of impact in the world instead of just, hey, you're a new hunter, you don't have any personality, um, and you don't really interact with anybody outside of talking to them when they have an exclamation point over their head. So, like I said, a, The cats do that, like... You found yeah. his. You found his cat, and the cat's interested in knowing where his master went. And over right. the course of the game, you're helping him, but also discovering what this world is. Right, and and with the introduction of new continents, new worlds, and stuff like that, it's it's ripe for storytelling. This is this is a video game in, um, franchise that really hasn't done anything of that sort, and I think. You know, with a PC release and momentum from this game, if they were to ever make a sequel, that's that's your chance. I actually did have a fun idea about of uh, you coming across an already wrecked village. Not like you know, like oh, Yukimo, where things got s- not Yukimo, um, three years village, where you kind of arrive and things are a little shook up, but you know, not really bad. I want Moga. Yeah, I think it'd be neat for you to have a game where. And this is one of those where storyline actually kind of matters things. You show up and there is nothing there. Just a bunch of burned down buildings, no villagers left. And yeah. as you go throughout the quest, you start finding survivors and you start like being able to bring them back. And at the beginning, it's like you kind of hammering it away to forge. And that explains why you kind of make crappy weapons. But maybe as you get closer to high rank, maybe you start finding little journal bits and maybe like a blacksmithing hammer out in the forest and eventually you find like the smith and if you you know you can bring him back to your town and help him get reset up and it lets you get access to higher weapons and stuff so it's less of you have this upgrade because you hunted a generic monster and now the thing's better and more you as a person did a thing and you made this town better yeah i mean for you does that very well and for in general because you're the caravan and you're accessing the new resources the new people added to the caravan 
that kind of stuff. That was actually a, a very interesting way to sort of do like the unlocking of things so over time. You know, you got the helper for the blacksmith, you, know, you got uh, like all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely um, an idea they've toyed with at least. Yeah, and I think they're they're really just getting their bearings, porting this game and creating it from the ground up for this generation. So I I really think that we will have a a much more complete uh, experience whenever they decide to make the sequel. Yeah, I'm not hoping for a sequel soon though. I no, want to see a lot more at least, monsters in this you know, one. three years maybe. Yeah. I did find something that was nice and because they are obviously they're moving more storyline story oriented it is um, from yeah. what I understood prior to 3U the storyline was pretty not there and then I mean it was kind of like interesting cool tidbits about the quests yeah well like example um, the one that starts you off fighting a Tigrex you get beat up by a Tigrex and then you land in the village and they're just like welcome here's some quests by <laughs> 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 and then three, you go, you you know, you're up to like, oh no, we you, the guild sent you to help us out, so now you have a reason that you're here versus just you happen to be in the area, right? And but you're naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you're an uh, experienced hunter with no armor whatsoever, or something like that. And then four, you shows up, and um, they don't really explain why you show up, other than you happen to show up, and then you impress the the caravan leader. And now you're going to help them on this really cool epic journey. And then Generations was a slideshow of things that you liked in the past. <laughs> so they just kind of gave it to you. Yeah. Um, but now this one, you know, we have an actual storyline and kind of a reason things are happening. And I think one of the biggest parts of that, too, is the fact that they got rid of the Hunter's Guild. It's still there. I mean, they created a commission to send you out. But it's it's less of you're doing these quests because some person in the town asked you to do it, and more along the lines of you're doing it to further the commission and further our mission here, instead of just I mean I want a nice fancy perfume, and my boyfriend won't get it from a monster. <laughs> Can you go do it for me instead? Now it's more like but that, we need this to make a thing. <laughs> but that's what the optional quests literally are. The people asking you to do yeah, things. but generally if you read them, it's it's a reason. There's a reason behind it, like for yeah, the town better instead of just like my example for. And I remember specifically there was one for you where they wanted you to go out and get this certain ingredient for them because they thought it looked pretty, <laughs> and they said, "But yeah. there's a monster in the way." It's like no, that's that doesn't make me have a reason. That's just like an MMO quest board. Yeah, there's there's a, a, a one I remember in Freedom Unite that's like the princess's feast. So like uh, there's this delicacy that they, they show. So, you know, we get the big meals now at the end of the yes. game. The, in the earlier games, I believe, I can't remember exactly, but I believe the, the king's meal or the biggest one uh, which you had to pay for separately. Like, you could buy the different tiers of meals huh. in the older games. Um, the highest tier used a Rathian or Rathalos, like, tail, like the club at the end of the yeah. tail that they have for part of the feast. Wow. 
So the the Rathian or the Rathalos tale was considered a delicacy, and one of the quests was hunt a Rathalos so we can have this at our fancy ballroom dinner. <laughs> like, um, it was like, yeah, okay. That, but some of the quest descriptions in those old days were really cool, yeah. right? Um, especially, uh, well, for me, there's funny, but then there's also the one that explains the four hunter limit. Uh, I've talked about this yes. on the pod before. Uh, Ariel, are you aware of this? I uh, don't remember. I'll say, so in, in yeah, this is in four, four Freedom Unite, actually, is when they sh- first showed this quest. Oh. I, I don't know if what was it in Generations? Oh, uh, they referenced it in Generations because um, that village, that chief is still there. He's, he retired as the chief, yeah. but he's still there. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's the um, uh, Poke Village. Um they talk about uh, the there's an old Wyvarian woman who is the elder uh, and her husband used to be a great hunter and he died and he was the fifth person on a quest in a Monoblos hunt. And oh. because it was so chaotic, they lost track of the fifth hunter, the guild did, and they weren't able to support him and he got impaled by a Monoblos. He was skewered and died. Um, because the guild was unable to help him. Oh wow! So see, like that should be in a in a guild card somewhere in this game, you know, yeah. things like that, which would be really cool. Yep. So it, there's stuff there. They just need to do a better job of presenting it. It's not a cutscene. Right. Right. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I mean. There's not really much else to, for me to think of to say on story. I think we what you dove into that pretty well. I, I guess we could talk about some of the, the story monsters. I was actually just going to ask about actual story elements itself. Uh, I uh, did have a question. What did you guys think of the reveal of what the what the Rotten Vale is to the Coral Highlands? And like when it was finally kind of pointed out. I know it was pretty obvious when it was pointed out, but still it was kind of a neat... Uh, I enjoy. I kind of enjoy the reveal of like, oh, you know, it is a living world, right? No, I I like it, and and I think the it's so interesting the the lands that they've built. Just um, not enough resources in in letting the audience know about it. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, the Rotten Vale and the resulting Coral Highlands is pretty awesome. Uh, I thought it was a really good reveal. Um, but the problem is that reveal in itself is cool, but the full force of that reveal, because when you look at the Rotten Vale and you're like, oh, it's an Elder Dragon, and you look at it and you have knowledge from 4U, you're like, oh, crap, That it is. It is yeah. an Elder Dragon. And they're like, okay, and people who are newer to the series, they're like, I'll take your word for it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like... Uh, in these Marvel movies where they make a callback to something and all the Marvel comic fans are like, that was awesome. And the rest of us are sitting there like, ah, I guess yeah, it's cool. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll believe, believe you. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm not saying they shouldn't have put the, uh, the there, but I think they should have explained what that was. Really? I like have the just hammer a, just, do just a, a bit. Like, you know, make a side comment about it or something. And, and it'd be really cool is to have the, what it was the huntsman have an actual like flashback of him fighting the old chaos yes 
Yeah, stuff like that. You know, cool, yeah. cool cutscenes of Ace Hunters and stuff like that. Yeah, like more of a world building, for lack of a better word. I, yeah, I personally <laughs> wish they had also gone more into the characters. Uh, yeah, my example, my favorite character is the lady in the Forgotten Veil, vale, the one who. Uh, she, you know, she's been exploring this whole time and she's just fascinated by the old new things. And she kind of alludes to the fact that she knows, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to die here, but it's going to be a while. And I got a lot more shit to see before I die here, but I know it's going to happen. I was going to mention there is a, there is one part in which the handler does get more involved and it goes very bad. <laughs> and that's a dogger. And <laughs> I'm going to wander off on my own without a weapon. Yeah. And your hunter's like, well, here's here's where the the silent protagonist thing didn't work. He's like, no, stop. It reminds me of uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the old one. He's like, oh no, oh, no, <laughs> don't, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt that's like the way my hunter was. He's like not saying anything. He's like, don't, no, what, what are you doing? No, don't, don't. And then immediately gets attacked by Odo. Uh, it's just. Oh, you remember when you almost died in Lagiata, and now you're doing the exact same thing you did earlier? <laughs> yeah. Damsel in distress for sure. I did like the uh, <laughs> some of the like psychs they pulled on you, like when you first go to get, get ready to go down the Rotten Vale, and you know it just jacks you up, and they're like, "Well, nope, canceled that. Can't go down yet." <laughs> Eh, it was a little frustrating for me. Honestly. Oh, you're ready to go down with the heaven? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of did what I like. I talked about this a long time ago. I didn't want to go into a hunt and then be like, "You're not ready for this yet." I never wanted that to happen oh, because, yeah. I mean, how many people took down Glavinus and uh, Mitsune and those like you're not supposed to fight this monster yet, but it's on this mushroom quest. Right? How many people took those down just for the fun of it? I tried, but um, they had like four times their actual health. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, but people still did it. Oh, yeah, you know of mean? course. They still gave you the freedom to make that choice, to make the quote-unquote wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, eh, they, 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 the, the sort of, eh, it's more of this same kind of storytelling that games have. It's this you are as a player we need to show you this so we can't let you do something and i just like i can't i, I can't ugh. it's just it's frustrating because the whole thing about a game is you make your story by playing it you make your own decisions <laughs> uh, yeah also the be the fact that something whenever anybody tells you no you can't fight that you need to run that's more of a challenge honestly yeah uh my they did that in the beta a lot you're not ready for that don't <laughs> <laughs> like uh because i i hated it when they at least they when they give you an option to fight something that this says but it frustrated mm-hmm. me on the uh Seregios example uh quest where you first meet him they auto fail your yeah. quest instead of letting you go forward it's like no <laughs> don't just tell me i failed i gotta beat that <laughs> Well, I mean, technically you did fail. You were supposed to capture the Rathian, and it did get murderized. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of those, it kind of bugged me, because I'm like, no, I want to fight the yeah. new thing. Um, I mean, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I even had it out of 
game or out of a uh, storyline uh, when you guys were when I was playing with you guys previously and I went to fight um, Mr. Corpse Dragon and yeah you're like oh yeah let, you can let say me his know name now when you want us to jump in and like my immediate thought was like no I'm you're like I don't need you guys help I'm gonna do this myself <laughs> yeah you did that with Zeno Jiva yeah didn't you so I I, I failed hard on Kushala and Teostra for context for everybody else but then I successfully soloed uh, Zeno and Valhazek and had mm-hmm. fun the whole time against those guys yeah I didn't have a choice <laughs> uh, for soloing them my friends just uh, jumped in because I play in a squad with ah. them so I just I mean I didn't tell them not to either I, I didn't mind hunting with them. I mean, it's the whole point, right? I want to play with my friends. So I have never soloed Zeno or Val. I've uh, soloed Teostra and Kushala and Kieran. Kieran a lot. Kieran's like my... I want to challenge myself. <laughs> so um, I might have my roommate, by the way, who's going through. This is the first monster he's actually played. Yeah, and he's he's enjoying it. He he did have some comments about the story, kind of like the uh, he wishes there was more he could do about it. Like he he hates watching the handler just keep doing stuff and watching how his character acts when he's not able to control it. Yeah. and um, we get we could talk about this next time or something like that. But he actually, it, I think it'd be neat to bring in that first time influence of stuff he's thought about. Sure. Do a first time hunter. Yeah. Does he first? Uh, what do they say? Some of the like first first time. I don't know. There's a, there's a phrase for when some people comment for the first time. Oh yeah. First time, long time. First the first time, long time. Yeah. Long time watcher, first time player. Yeah. But uh, just so you have context, he is up to. He just beat Teostra and Kushala and so I don't know if he's done Valhazik yet. I can't remember. Yeah, so there's a there's a player in our group of friends that is uh, the squad leader's cousin that has never played Monster Hunter before, um, and he's not that great of a player, but he's getting through it. Um, and he's been farming. Uh, what, I'm blanking on the name Nergigante. Oh, hey, as long so, as he's not getting carried <laughs> through it, sure. No. Yeah, no, he's he's gotten a lot better. In the beginning, though, he would join a quest, and some of us would roll our eyes because, like, oh, this is a fail. And I'll plug my Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've got kicked offline several times. I don't know why. But yeah, overall story, I'm glad they're working towards, you know, improving it instead of just kind of not having it at all. Yeah, yeah. I I think the the summary here is, you did an okay job. You can do better. I mean, they've done better yeah, for everything absolutely. else so far. Right, right. Yeah. Good attempt. First time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um. So, anything else you guys want to bring up, or you think that's a wrap? No, I th- I think I've said. I've said my piece on this. Yeah, I think we're good for this okay. topic. And like I said, maybe next time we can go over the uh, the new person's perspective or other stuff like that. Yeah, that is a, a good idea. 
for an episode in the future. I am not against that. Thanks again, Hunters, for joining us for the Hunters Hub. This is at Force One uh, signing off and see you next quest. All right, guys. Uh, talk to you later. You can find me at Dread Pirate Rada on Twitter. And good talking with you all. This is Lobrin again, and you can find me out in the fields in the Rotten Vale. <laughs> out in the field. I was just imagining you out in like a flower field. <laughs> <laughs> There's Lobrin. See ya. <laughs> Thank you, Hunters, for listening today. You can catch us on SoundCloud or any past episodes on Google Drive download or YouTube.